Hi, this is Dan. And this is Joe. And this is Enough Room. So, Daniel, you mentioned your coming out experience, but I wanted to explore further. What was your coming out like? Did you did you just decide that you were going to come out or what, what brought you to that place? <laughs> uh, uh, that would be beautiful if it was the case. It's true. It's true. <laughs> probably very stressful and, and, and painful, but yeah, and, um, my experience was quite different. Um, I was, I was, I, I can say that I was thinking about how I was going to, tell my friends and because I accept the fact that I was gay and I I still haven't told anyone I was like I am gay I like Nigel and yeah I don't think I can go back anymore to what I was uh, my pretend self and 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 pretend that this is fine I have to finally do that terrible thing that I see in movies and and shows and and <laughs> on the tv that person have to tell other people that they are gay and i was just trying to understand how i would do that because i wasn't as i said in one of the episodes uh i am a very private person and i was like i don't know how to do because i'm, I'm not going to go on facebook and just make a post or instagram and say hey by the way i'm gay you because i don't think people that i i don't have a relationship with um, has the right to know about my personal life because that's a personal thing. Like you don't see yeah. heterosexual people going on Instagram or Facebook and say, "Hey, I am heterosexual. <laughs> I finally accept. I'm, I, I, I am sure I am." <laughs> you don't see that. And I was like, "Why do I have to do that?" And I was thinking, I was like, "I don't. I don't think it's a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. This is, this is me. It's my personal life." I was in the middle of that decision of how to do. And one day I got this message about um, a meeting that I had to attend for church. Uh, and it was going to be at um, my elder house, uh, the elder of my department's house. I was just like, okay, yeah, cool. What is the meeting? I think we had like some food early. It was very casual. And then the elder started to talk to me and he started to like get into this like serious um, intense and dramatic tone about a thing that had to be like talked and there was a problem and and I was just like oh my goodness what is he going through it was it's funny to think about it now because I was just like I was so like feeling like so concerned about him because I thought he was going through something very serious in his life and he <laughs> wanted to have like advice and he he was like he wanted to share and, and he knew that he could trust in me. And I was just like, yeah, no. And I was just like, oh my goodness, please God, help me to be like a good Christian, <laughs> to be like a nice person, to support him. Whatever he tells me, I won't judge. I won't be bad. I will be, I'll be good. I'll try to be like, I'll try to do what I read in the Bible you should do. Uh, and then when he got to the thing, he was like, I know that you're having a relationship with Nigel. Um, we got this letter. Um, I, I was, I had this like five seconds of, uh-huh, what? It's, it's not, oh, it's not 
you, you, you brought me here to talk about me and my personal life and the fact that I am gay, but I'm still not sure how to talk about this because I'm still um, processing this in my mind. And you already got this information and you, you want answers from me about something that I, I still don't know how to talk about. I still don't, don't have the answers. Uh, and it was the most, I think I can say that was the most awkward moment of my life. Because I think the fact that I was so prepared to talk to him and accept him and, 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 and support him in whatever he was going through. And, and I found out that it was actually about me. Um, and the way that they were thinking about support me wasn't actually asking me what I need and how I was feeling or how... Like, how are you? Right. It wasn't that. It was about, like, how we can help you to get out of this. Right. How we, we can help you to be the non-gay Daniel. How we can help you to, you know... Um, fix you. Yeah, fix this and, and no one needs to know. And you, um, we, you can move to live with one of us and um because if you stay away from Nigel this might um help you to you know to move on and to to get out of this it's probably because you're living to, in the same house and this is uh, it's like you're becoming wow. gay because you live in the same house <laughs> and uh I was just like just said I was just silent all the time I I couldn't say anything because it was just so embarrassing shocking and unexpected that I, w I was just like crying non-stop like I just had like silent tears running and then eventually they said that my case would have to go to to the board um, and if I didn't want it to go to the board I could um send them an email requesting my name to be removed from church. And that was the only way that it could stay private because uh, I was like, I don't want this. I don't want, I don't want my personal life to become like a public matter. I, I don't see why this should be um, public. This is, this is very uncomfortable for me. Mm. I'm not this, I'm not a public person. But what I when I think about it now, um, I see that the biggest concern was with the, the image of the church, the way they treat it, and the the fact that they tried to he, to keep it like a discreet thing. It wasn't for your benefit. It wasn't for my benefit. It was because it would be like a scandal for the church. So I don't have a story of coming out because I I didn't have I didn't have the up. chance. But what I said is just like, okay, so now I'm going to talk to the people that I know, that I love. And they, they know something about this because they're on the board. They, they know the people involved. But I will have a conversation with them properly and I will explain everything. Uh, and it was very, very nice, very, very emotional, the, this like conversations. Um, and it was beautiful because I got one case when the person shared with me something so personal, so personal that it was something that, yeah, it showed how much that person 
trust me, believe me, and because mm-hmm. I was sharing that, it was like I'll share I'll share something about me with you that it's it's no one knows, but I want mm-hmm. you to know because I want you to know that it's not just you that have something exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was I think it was one of the most uh, beautiful experiences I have when I I came out. That was to have people being so open at the same level yeah. because they got that what I was doing wasn't easy and I was sharing yeah. something that I wasn't supposed to be sharing that way and they wanted to make me feel yeah. comfortable. I'm Again, I'm sorry that it happened that way, but I, I love how you recognize the beautiful parts that came out of it mm. and especially that part about the other person feeling very comfortable that they're able to open up and share something very um, personal about themselves. I, I think it's like a superpower that, you know, a lot of people seem to wonder, oh, why do, you know, why can you get along so well with gay people? Um, why are gay people why do gay people make such good best friends? Mm. Uh, And I I think it's because people see us as a community who have been through pain, like you've been through, Mm. uh, who have had to come to terms with, um, I guess, something that's very intimate within themselves. And I often wonder if it's therefore some, some, some sort of subconscious thing within, you know, the wider community that then sees us as a safe place to place the intimate details about themselves with and know um, that we will understand mm-hmm. what it means to hold something so intimate. Um, or, you know, they see us as people who will understand pain, who will understand um, you know, different trials and things like that. Um, so I'm really happy that, you know, you got to experience that as well. You touched on something interesting, which was, um, you know, you you had explained to the guys who you were speaking with that you and Nigel were still trying to figure this whole thing out. And I, I guess the question that comes to mind is, prior to this happening, um, people would probably ask the question and, and Nigel, I feel like, you know, especially with you having been uh, married as well, people would ask the question, why didn't you figure this out before you took that step? You know, what, mm. what were some roadblocks between you <laughs> not only accepting, cause I know some people say, you know, why couldn't you accept who you were before that? But I guess my question would be, what do you think are some of the roadblocks that stopped you from not necessarily accepting, but recognizing who you were? Mm. Um, I I don't know if that sort of makes sense. Um, But yeah, I would love your thoughts on that. Um, I think think the lack of permission um, from your, your family, and your church family, the lack of ex- of exposure to positive examples, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that there aren't positive examples out there publicly, but 
the way that it's spoken about around you. Mm. Um, you know, much of what we we believe we've we've caught rather than it just being taught to us, mm. and that's and that's from our observances of we know as as children and growing up what's acceptable and not acceptable by the way we see those things being treated and spoken about around us. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it was very clear that this was something that was unacceptable, that this was something that was a result of sin, mm. um, of, a, of giving yourself over to sin. And so it was never even an option yeah. in my mind yeah. or life to even have a moment to consider. Yeah. And there were definitely times, and when I look back, look back, obvious as, you know, but um, until, you, <laughs> until you get to that space of um, seeing, accepting, believing, um then when with if it ever if it ever even started to come to the surface of thought it was something that was shut down very quickly within myself that was pushed away it was so taboo and and secret that it was something that i carried my whole life so it was never something that was just a natural part of who i was it was like a, a broken add-on, something built in that I could be healed from and purged from, and it wasn't legitimate in my case. That's what my thoughts were. And so when it, when it, I was in this relationship with uh, my ex, we were the best of friends. And, and, you know, I've shared some painful things as a result of, of things that she's done, but she's not, she's not a terrible person she's she's got her own journey and she's got her own stuff and you know it would not be easy um reconciling my my story and journey with you know what we had and went through um but she and i we were the best of friends like the best of friends and had a really awesome friendship and i think for me i thought this was that's what being in a relationship was and so I committed myself to her and we, even though we struggled, I guess we just thought, you know, once we got married and that it was a journey of faith, we would, things would work out. Um, and it hasn't, it wasn't until I started my relationship with Daniel and I've said this to her. Um, that I realized that there's a difference between being in a relationship with someone as opposed to being just best friends with someone. And I used to, she used to say, I don't have you, you're not here properly, you're not committed to me properly, you're not. And I used to get really frustrated and angry at that because I used to think, I've married you, I've given everything to you, you know, what else do you want? And uh, it became a, a real thing of resentment and bitterness towards her that I had. And, and there was a lot of ugliness in our, by the end of our relationship, which is sad. 
Um, but now I get it. And I, I said to her, you know, I'm really sorry that even though it was unintentional, that you were in a space where you loved me um, in a way that I couldn't love you back. And I now understand that what I have with Daniel is very, very different to what I had with you. And it would have been very difficult for you to be in a space where you feel you felt about me the way I feel about Daniel, but I, I wasn't reciprocating or giving that back. Yeah. And then when uh, I talked about the fact that me and Nigel were still trying to understand what happened, um, I think it's interesting to explore that a little bit because normally when you hear about like gay relationship, gay people, it's all about uh, people picture sex as, as we were talking before. Um, and there wasn't, in that way because the i think what started the thing was that we started to talk and we started to share about ourselves or our experiences with church and and how we felt and and some stuff and we started to see that we had so much in common um, and some thoughts and some experiences we had they were so similar and i think that was the beginning of us starting to see mm. that we were not the only people that were in church and they apparently were had this gay thing because we still didn't accept that we were gay but we were <laughs> like that was that was so like that was so interesting because it yeah. was like oh my goodness I'm seems like line. seems like this guy also has the same he struggled with things that are very similar <laughs> to the ones that I struggle. And that was what started the whole thing. And, and we were yeah. like, oh, my goodness, you get this. You get this. And we yeah. were not still oh. yet talking about being gay. We were just talking about small things and, and, and things that no one ever got it. You know, those things yeah. that you, you, you're like, you don't play sports and you don't do some stuff that all your cousins do or your friends <laughs> do and you, you you read the you read books and you're like this different person and you never found your own your space properly and and you know those you little things fitting. those little things yeah those yeah. little things that normally uh, gay people that don't have this space should be open about themselves they 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 found themselves on because they have to repress themselves and we were like oh my goodness you're also a repressed person and that was what helped us to get to the space that we we're like oh my goodness wow. i'm gay mm. wow. we are gay you were gay and uh, and and that was how it started it was and i can say that was such a natural uh, yeah progressive yeah. Uh, evolution just hearing you talk about that, and as you said, it's a shame because a lot of people, when they don't understand much about this idea of, of being gay and, 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 and sexuality, their first thought is to to jump straight to the sexual side of things. Yeah. And um, that's, that's one thing that sort of, um, I guess, it's stood out to me from what you were saying is, that is a story of an emotional connection and, and you finding someone that you could connect with, you could relate to, that could be a support for you. Yeah. And that could, 
would, um, I guess, finally help you to feel like you're not alone and you belong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that I think everybody needs. I think that's something that everybody mm-hmm. longs for in yeah. life. And yeah. what what really sort of saddens me is that, Daniel, when you were talking about your whole um, forced coming out experience, um, the, the church's reaction or the particular, well, I shouldn't say that, particularly the, that elder's reaction um, and this idea that if they took you away from Nigel, then that would fix you. Mm. On so many levels, that just shows the level of the the level of ignorance. Yeah, because to think that that sort of experience, just living with someone else, could change your sexuality, yeah, shows a complete misunderstanding of what sexuality is and how this works. Mm. And that just because they've only just found out, and just because you've only just come to terms with it doesn't mean that it hasn't always been the case yes um for one thing but another thing is that you have finally found a partner someone that you can have a relationship with someone who can support you and be um that that other half i guess in a sense and their first reaction is oh we've got to separate you Mm. and yet it seems like the rest of the time in their lives, everything is about when are you going to get married? When are you going to find a partner? When are you going to get into a relationship? Mm. Like for, for, for straight people, their yeah. focus is always on mm. finding that relationship. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you are able to find it for yourself, their first reaction is, oh, we've got to separate you because that's yeah. bad. Mm. That's so interesting because... Um, I was feeling exactly like that because all my friends uh, at this uh, the Brazilian community I used to go, um, they were all married. They are basically just all couples, um, and I was the only single. <laughs> and for all events, I, I I used to be the only one, and they were starting to have kids, and they were starting to like you know expand. And I was like, oh my goodness, eventually I won't have space here anymore eventually my friends mm. are going to have all babies they're going to be super busy and i will be alone and i was trying to accept that that was that was what i had to do to go to heaven and to be a christian until i found nigel and that's exactly what you said and when they were telling me those things and i was just crying silent i was just going through all of that and i was just like you don't get it you don't get how much. What are you asking me to do? Yeah. You don't get. You don't get that you. The cost. You're deciding how am I going to end my life? How am you? You're telling me that I should be alone forever. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Enough Room. We'll be dropping another episode in about a week's time. So until then, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Till next time. Bye.